What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Frizz and the Grizz. It's your boy Trudeau, a.k.a. Rocky, today. Let's go. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apollo Creed in the house where I got dreads. I don't got, you know, the afro and the mustache anymore like I did back in 2013. Yeah, and if you're listening on podcasts and wondering why we've opened up with a Rocky theme, I mean, it's the day after Halloween. We're recording now so we want to celebrate a little bit with y'all this is a throwback right we we rocked these costumes almost 10 years ago now yeah man that's crazy crazy to think that we we were at the um we were at the harp right shout out to the boston bar the harp got up on stage got a little rocky and, and creed on there like get off the stage what are you guys doing <laughs> that was one of my that's favorite hilarious. most favorite halloweens also like how dumb were we when we were like 23 it was probably like 30 degrees out that Halloween, and yeah. I'm just wearing a robe and shorts outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have the underneath t-shirt, you know, had the hamburger meat, you know, all out and whatnot. Hell yeah. Uh, I had the big ass hat, and that, that was the first and the last time that I had just the mustache. Like, no no goatee, no beard, nothing. I showed my wife that picture. She's like, absolutely not. Dude, that was a <laughs> great look never, for never you. Again. I like that. I like the mustache look. You can rock it, man. Just you can rock it. St- I've been trying to pull off the Steve Harvey and full stash. <laughs> full stash Baldy for the longest time. She'll kill me if I ever do that. <laughs> Dog, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Good, good times. Always love Halloween. Speaking of Halloween, man, how was your Halloween? Halloween was good, man. It was uh, it sucked it towards the end. It started to rain out here, but you know we got we got one and a half street up, and that was enough for my daughters to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, little princess, you know my the, the oldest was Snow White, um, okay, and the youngest was an apple. Uh, I didn't watch the movie, but apparently Snow White bites eats the, the apple. apple. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know the story behind it, but it was it was cute. You know, obviously we can't take pictures because they're two and two and a half and eleven months, so they're miserable with pictures. Uh, but how was yours? Awesome, man. Uh, we, we dress up the family. Uh, I don't know if the audience is familiar with the cartoon Bluey. Um, it's a good oh, cartoon. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, we Hell all dressed yeah. up. So, like, my daughter was Bluey. Uh, I was I was obviously dad, uh, and my wife was mom. Uh, full, like, you know. headgear, uh, you know, dog outfit. It was fun, man. Uh, just did the no block. Just you three? Well, we have a dog, and he reluctantly was oh, bingo. Okay. So <laughs> uh, it's fun with like a, a 15 month year old, a 15 month year old. That, that makes plenty of sense. And I'm not drinking this week, which is a I, I crazy thing. Said. Yeah, I got you. Um, but a 15 month old, so she gets the candy and literally just, just chucking it down the street. Like, no, <laughs> no, no desire. P was funny because like she'd walk up, we said, all right, you got to say, you know, trick or treat. And then you got to say thank you. So like she'd be like, Trick or treat, grab the candy, leave it just like, thank you. I was like, no, you got to say it to them. You can't just grab the candy from them and dip. Um, Yo, it was fun. It was, but it was fun. At least she was polite. You know what I mean? I So you're a Grinch, first of all. You're the Grinch of Halloween. Because Darian told me, I, I sent Darian on Halloween a picture. We had full size candy bars balling over here for the kids. Mm-hmm. And Darian goes, oh shit, we didn't buy anything for the kids. Nope. It's Grinch no, of Halloween. Got we had a bowl. You know, we told them to pick one. We left it outside. For okay. Them. So you had something. Buy- we, we got something. We got something. First of all. Uh, not to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I do have a problem yeah. with the bowl oh. people. I don't like the bowl people. What? So hear me out. We have to be a bowl people for a while because we got to bring the kids out. We can't sit there. Like if she's younger than five, we can't wait till eight o'clock to go trick or treating. Right. So we got to we got to go out when it's daylight out for her. And then when it gets darker, granted, if people knocked on the door post when we were done, you know, we we give them candy, but we left the bowl out there. So they grabbed the piece and they dipped. I like to see, see, I, when I do the Halloween, I'd like to give out the candy to the kids and I actually judge. So like if a group of three kids would come mm. out and one has a baller ass costume, guess what? You get two candy bars. You only get one because you didn't ball out. My my favorite two costumes. Some kid ran such a random costume. Came up to the door wearing a shrimp, co- just a shrimp. He was just a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, this is hilarious. And you're five. Have all this candy. And then some girl, uh, like straight, like w- full white suit with just like a frame. Um, and she was like a YouTuber. And I was like, that was kind of creative. I was digging a lot it. Of thought can go into those. A lot of thought can go into these. I'm not that creative. I used to put a box on my head and color it black and, and call myself, um, what was it? The dude from, from Hey Arnold. Um, black dude from Hey Arnold. Can't remember his mm. name now. The, the big, the big, big high yeah. top fade. Gerald. Gerald, yeah. Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. Yeah, that was my costume, just getting a 30 rack and put it on my head. So I'm not creative. <laughs> that was as an adult, right? You weren't doing that as a five-year-old? No, no. That was like college. All right. Give, give me some credit for that. 
<laughs> I even had the long sleeve red t-shirt. Oh man. Yeah. So Halloween, obviously a good holiday. I had a good time. And I, I know you had something though about the holiday weekend you want to throw out there. Yeah. It's not, not so much. A hol- I mean, it was yesterday, unfortunately. And, you know, we preach safety. I know for all those that are, you know, tuning in on my stream, I always end with, you know, be safe, take care of your mentors, take care of your children, take care of your physicals. Like I always end with that. And there's a reason for it. You know, an unnecessary passing last night of a hip hop artist takeoff. I like Migos. You know, it's it's one of my favorite rap groups that's out there. Um, just be safe. You know, make sure you know your crew that you're hanging with because an unnecessary dice game turned into the loss of a life. You know, that's you, we're not trying to, you know, spread like sadness on this, but like it's real life stuff. And I, I preach safety as much as I possibly can. We all got kids. We all got family. Like, we just got to be smart out there. So, you know, a very happy holiday turned somber when everybody woke up this morning. So just be safe when you guys are out there. That's all I can say. We, we you know, we don't have to go too deep into it. No, I was wondering who, who you were going to shout out because you said, oh, you want to start with something. And I, I saw that this mm-hmm. morning. I was bummed out. I like them. I saw them once, actually. Um, they were they were fun, man. Fun live. And yeah. that's just a sad story. I think he was 28, too. He was young, which is a bummer. 28 years old. Ridiculous. It'll be interesting to see, like, but- what that group does from there. From here, you know what I mean? Not much. But like I said, it's it, just safety. Take care of yourselves. I, I I say it every time, man. Take care of y'all mentals. Take care of y'all physicals. Take care of y'all chicken. Like everything that you guys got in this life, you got to take care of it. Hell yeah, man. I feel you. And uh, stick around today. Like this is going to be a fun show. You know, in the past couple of weeks, sure. I feel like we've gotten like way too dry where we're just like banging <laughs> through games and we're going to have some bigger topics and just kind of chill, have a good time. Um, we have a new segment later on called The Truth Tellers. It's going to be fun. Lots of cool imaging and shit. So, you know, stick with that. And we have obviously Frizz's five Halloween theme. So it'll be fun. Um, I, before we get into the actual meat of the show, I had one more question mm-hmm. for you to start because I wanted to have some fun today. So, yeah. right now, I think the Powerball is at like $1.3 billion. And obviously, when it gets mm-hmm. this high, I got to buy a lottery ticket, right? Because you, you just got to. And do you ever buy them and like think like, oh, I'm going to win this and like start planning like with your wife, or whatever, like, oh, we're going to fucking do this, this, All this, the this. Time. Okay. So the unnecessary yeah. purchasing of like $3 million houses yeah. on Zillow, like, like, like in depth, like, like the missus and the missus <laughs> family will go in depth and be like, this house is great. Look at this yard. Look at this, this layout. And it's like. Why am I filling my head with stuff that I ain't ever going to buy? Like, what's the need? We got a house right now. Why are we worrying about this one? Bro, you're next level. You're like, you're not only just imagining things in your head. You're zillowing like, oh, oh it's the next step. Bro. When I it's buy it. <laughs> yeah, we, we already spent the money. We, we spent it three times. We figured out who's getting what, like family members and friends. Oh, man. Those that like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Whenever the Powerball or whatever it gets this high, especially because North Carolina, you can buy tickets online. Forget about it. Oh. You don't even have to go to a store. Yeah. No so wonder why. Participate in that. It's yeah. always when they so, win, it's always like someone in North Carolina or like Ohio because you guys got that cheat code of online buying. Mm. The last one was, I think, Michigan, something like that, or yeah. like Chicago area. I think it was North. But yeah, man, we, we already spent that bread. So I'm going to break that sure trend. Got you. I got you with this on Tuesday, I think. But I do want to ask, so like on that subject, like if you get a house or whatever, like what's the one unnecessarily like baller thing you want? Because here's mine. I want the most badass theater room. I need a theater theater room, eight chairs, like the leather ones recline. Um, and then f- when you enter my theater room, I want like almost like a, like a mud room, not mm-hmm. like in the sense of just like an entry room. That's just like a concession stand. Like I want a popcorn machine. I need like a, like it needs to feel like I'm walking into a movie theater when I'm walking into my home theater. If I win the, that's you know, the 1 billion. Yeah. I thought no, this through, man. Dope. I thought this through. I mean, I haven't given any thought because I wasn't prepped for it, but I'm going to say I just want an ice sculpture of like a tiger, like just right out front. And then like I'm going to hire somebody that like is going to be carving that shit every day. And like it's out here, it's hot in, in North Carolina. So like if it melts, guess what? Your job is to create another one tomorrow. Like that's it. That's all I need you to do is just create an ice sculpture for every single day when people drive around, you know, the the rotary driveway that all rich ass people have. That big ass thing that you oh, yeah. drive a school bus around with the with the I fountain. I just want somebody to be, yeah, just carving out a tiger, a nice, and then like tomorrow they're like, oh, it's done. No, he's still carving because it's hot as a motherfucker. So they're making another one for you guys to see. When you started that thought, I thought you said a nice sculpture. I'm like, yeah, that would be nice to have like a nice sculpture of a lion, which in itself was ridiculous. Ice. And then when you said it the <laughs> second time, it was an ice sculpture, and you're like, yeah, I know it's gonna melt every day. So what? I'm a billionaire. I'm gonna fucking have this yeah, shit. Exactly. <laughs> Spend your bread unnecessarily. You ask, uh, so there you go. 
I love it, man. All right. I, I'm glad we got off the top with some ridiculous stuff, nonsense, because I did want to talk like this. This topic is something I wanted to get to talk about in the show. Um, it's definitely like way less uh, lighthearted than what we were just getting into. So it's the Kyrie Irving thing. Um, I don't know, man. It's been a lot this past these past couple of days. And I wanted personally to talk about this because like this is an issue that kind of hits home to me because like I'm, I'm not Jewish, but my wife is. And then by proxy, my daughter will be right. So this is something that that's more of a personal thing to me. And I don't want to focus on like just condemning like Harry. Cause that's like, everyone's just like, Oh, he's such a piece of shit. Or like, there's the other side where like, shut up, like free speech. Like I, I just think like we quickly go into just an, a, a place of yelling and not understanding like what's really at stake here. And I just want to take a step back and just kind of discuss like, for me, why this is such an issue. Yeah. Okay, so I the first thing is like to understand to tell the audience like what was actually shared. So he shared a link to a video, um, and essentially the video it was a vi- it's a it's a movie that's based on a book, and basically it says a lot of things that are not true. Basically, that the Jews are the ones who ran the slave trade and are responsible for all the slavery in the world. That Basically, the Jews are responsible for um, racism as a whole. Like the Jewish people started it, um, and also like kind of like that thing that you hear with Kanye, where it's like the Jews are running the media, running everything. So like basically, the Jews control the world, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the reason why that's so problematic is because if you think back to like how Nazi Germany started. They were in a really shitty place economically, and there was a lot of misinformation and propaganda about how the Jews are responsible. And because the Jews are like their their deal was like the Jews are running, we're, we're running the government. The Jews were um, the same idea, like they are they were control the banks. They're responsible for our downfall. And obviously, we saw we see what happened with that. And like mm-hmm. for me, people are going to defend it. It's like it's just words. Why are you guys being so soft? Like stop being. You know, it's just like what's the what's the thing people say like. Um, nowadays don't be, don't be offended by these words. Don't be sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not the words necessarily. That's the problem. It's the implications, right? Because when you are Kanye and you have a platform, you're Kyrie and you have a platform, you see what happens. I think it was Saturday at the Florida, um, Georgia football game where people showed up and saying like Kanye is right. All this stuff. Um, basically, you know, and you see people in a California holding, signs over over highways and it's just like it's just starting this wave of of negative energy anti-semitism and what happens is it's just words now but you're going to see people starting to get harassed in the street like they're going you're going to get yelled at you're going to see oh, I'm glad my phone's going off you have your phone on during the show yeah <laughs> during this conversation too of all things and it's it's a scam <laughs> call I love it right during a a discussion about anti-semitism but my my where I was getting to is like that leads to businesses getting rocks thrown to them. And eventually we, you end up by getting to a place where in 2018, a synagogue got shot up and 11 people died. And like, while it's just words now, as it just keeps coming and coming and coming and the flames start getting higher and higher, there's real world implications. And like, I have a wife and a daughter who are Jewish and I don't want them to one day have to deal with something even like that harassment, let alone getting murdered over something that's completely bullshit. Right. And that's, I just, I think that we get so caught up in talking about and yelling at these people that we lose focus on like what actually is at stake. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heavy and I appreciate you actually, you know, saying this it's live. The internet's written in ink, not in in pencil. So like you saying this and getting off your chest, like I respect you for it. Uh, For those listening again, this is how we do. We're going to talk about any and everything that we possibly can. Uh, where you're coming from is a place of heart, right? Like it, it means something to you. So it does. Um, I know that just based off of experience, you know, things that we've gone through and just in our life, that this is something that definitely hits home for you. And we all saw it happen relatively recently with COVID. You know, we saw a lot of people that were saying it's from the China, it's from China, it's from Chinese people. And then, you know, it's like, oh, it's just words. People just joking about it, calling it coronavirus. And people had Corona beers in their hands, right? It was a big joke. Some people were joking about it. Some people were taking it serious couple months later, people that were of the Chinese descent were getting their asses beat on trains. 
they were getting literally killed for walking the streets for thinking that they were the race that race or the culture that started this whole pandemic. So like, it's not just words, it's actual like implement, like you said, implementation that impl implications yeah. that come behind it. And the, the effect of those that want to listen and follow for, for just the fact that it's somebody famous. Um, it's not those, I can't say intelligent cause that's not the word that, that I'm looking for, but it's those that are easily manipulated by the way that somebody speaks. Um, so you flirt with a very, and, and I, I appreciate you Robbie for saying it, a very dangerous area when it comes to this type of speech. When you're an athlete, I am pro against shut up and dribble. I will never be for that. So like you have the ability to say what you want as a professional athlete, but you tow a fine line when you start to do things like this, because you will put people in danger. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought up the the thing with the coronavirus and the, the you know the people of Asian descent you know getting attacked. And this goes to like to any race. Like mm -hmm. you see Fox News putting out bullshit about like black people are fucking doing whatever, and, and like there's implications where like cops are gonna pull over a black person and be like on edge with the, with their hand on their holster, right? Like this sort of misinformation, no matter like where who it's targeted against, there's implications and people are going to suffer. And I, I don't feel like we should be here today. Just like yelling to like cancel Kyrie and stuff like that. Cause like, that's not going to solve anything. I just wish like someone could like get talked to him and just be like, Hey man, like th there are implications to what you're saying and kind of explain like, this is what's going to happen. This, what could happen? Like, I know he has, I don't know, probably like 20, 30 million, you know, Twitter follows or whatever. Maybe yeah. maybe twenty nine point nine 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 million are perfectly fine and won't do anything, right? But there's there's always a chance that one nut job's like I knew it, I knew it. Kyrie's saying it, I knew it. I'm gonna go do something now because of it, because like I have my confirmation, and that's where it's dangerous, you know, with the with Kanye yeah. with Kyrie, and it's it's a bummer, and I think that it's tough with Kyrie because I don't think he's in a place where he wants to listen to any of this. Like I have, I don't know if you want to hear the, the, his, his personal quotes when they asked him, um, about this. At, at I, press saw the interview. I saw I saw the interview. Well, let me, I actually have it teed up. So let's play it for the audience just so yeah. like they can, they can be filled in. Um, if they've never heard it. Kyrie, while we're on the topic of promotion, why did you decide to promote something that Alex Jones said? That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook, or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma, or parents that had to relive trauma, or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that tragic event. My, my post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults, and it's true. So. I wasn't identifying with anything of being a campaigning, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I was just there to post. And it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to, chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it. I just exist. Wow. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it? Do you see me doing, do you see Fine. me in front putting of the Putting it out there, the people title? are going to say that you are Yeah, I put promoting. it out there, just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I... Okay, I, it's not you put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my Great. stuff Great. is so not let's move on. filled let's with anti-Semitic Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing I'm that. You're free to post I can what, post whatever I want, so say that what? and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have to understand anything from you. It's not me. Nothing. It's no people that you're making up, bro. Move on. But by posting what you did... Next question. Anybody do you guys have any more questions? And they're me? gonna say, "You guys have any more questions?" Because this is gonna be a beliefs. clip. This is gonna be a clip that he's gonna marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. Oh, this is another answering your question. Oh my God! Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. I mean, it, it just seems like he has un, unwillingness to acknowledge, kind of, when he like his con, his actions could have consequences. Like they're asking him pretty much, like. Hey, like, you know, when you put this out on your Instagram, do you realize like it, it seems like an endorsement, you know, cause if you put it out there, obviously you're putting it out there for people to see. And he just refuses to acknowledge the basic question of like, do you believe if you put something out there, you're going to, you're personally promoting it. And 
it's just troubling because at this point, I he's just going to get into a defensive position and nothing's like, he's not going to learn anything because he's unwilling. And I just hope that someone shows him some love, pulls him in and just like, bro, like, like, a, like a friend. Cause like at times like these, like you need a friend, even if like you're in the wrong side of things, you need someone to be in your corner to be real with you and, and be and talk real and be like, Hey man, like this ain't, this ain't cool. Because I'm sure if you're Kyrie Irving, you're that famous, that rich, you have a lot of yes men next to you and no one's going to keep it real with them. And that's unfortunate. That's the part that's hard is because he's always um, the smartest guy in the room, right? Nobody's going to disagree with what he says because like you just said, he, he has a bunch of yes men. Most likely, most rich people have a bunch of yes men with them. Um, so they're going to just acknowledge like, yeah, man, like I, I'm with you. You're totally right. It's tough because you people that aren't willing to listen aren't willing to learn. And you can't change that if they're if they're not mature enough. And we've been talking about Kyrie's maturity way before this. Wait, we've been talking about this going all the way back to his days when he was in Cleveland and and him being the sidekick to LeBron James. He didn't grow up. You know what I mean? Like you have the world on your shoulders and you have the world, I guess, in the palm of your hands at the age of 16, being a, a European basketball player coming from Australia to, to make it to the pros. Like you can't tell him no wrong. He can't, he can't be wrong. Right. So it, I'm. It's more of what you said of we're hoping that there are people that can bring him along, give him some guidance. It's not the point the finger type thing. It's not going to do anything as you saw how defensive that he got. It's one of those, hey, man, like you just got to understand who you're affecting with what you say because of the people that follow you. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm glad we had this conversation. Like, I know it's a tough subject. (laughs) Usually we're just messing around with sports and stuff but like it's well, we're here for everything yeah, all right it's you a, don't gotta apologize no to no, the no, crowd. no no we I, are here for everything <laughs> but i'm glad we took the approach we did because i feel like there's a lot of people in media and we're, we're i wouldn't consider us media. we're just having a good time but that a lot of people in media just yelling and being like you're an asshole and i think you need to understand like he's being extra defensive and he needs to be sat down and and and, and really explain like what are the ramifications of of some of his actions and he just needs to find someone who cares for him and will, and he's willing to listen to. And I don't, I don't know who that person is, but you know, I'm just hoping that someone does. All right. I mean, I mean, but we still keep it in there with the Nets, bro. Like, yeah. Transition into the Brooklyn Nets dumpster fire involving Kyrie Irving. Well, cause like, it's funny cause we were going to talk about Kyrie Irving and then today more shit went down as far as news. And I, you texted me this and I was floored. So Steve Nash is gone. And within the span of like two hours, 10 seconds. No, don't even say two hours. It was as soon as some, as soon as Shams, cause he texted me on the side. It was like, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm about to break this. So like, all right, well, I appreciate that. Like as soon as he hit send on Twitter of the Nets fire, Steve Nash, he had in his draft list, Nets looking to hire Ime Udoka and hit send right after. And it was just like, what? Like back to back. It was, I got the news right before I got up to go take this. I was like, oh damn, he's fired. I texted you. I was like, yo, he got fired. Went to the bathroom, came back. He was like, oh, it looks like they're trying to hire Ime Udoka. It's like, it went back to back. Uh, one of the guys, you know, we talked to J.A. from from the Northeast. Uh, he even brought up, he's like, this is something that they had cooking in the back. Oh, yeah. Like, I guarantee you, if there were tampering involved, this is definitely I, – I went to the route of saying as soon as he got suspended from the Celtics, he was out of there. He was gone. They didn't fire him. And he was just like, that That was his way of saying, look, if you're going to suspend me for the year, I'm not coming back. So figure out a way for me to leave. They didn't expect this to happen in Brooklyn, but I, I promise you that that didn't help them with him coming back to coach next season. Well, I mean, it's a thousand percent. You don't fire a coach and then within – Less than an hour, there's a tweet from from Woj saying it's down to two, and then a tweet at, like ten minutes after that goes, um, they're finalizing, expecting a deal, you know, or f- mm-hmm. expecting to finalize a deal in the next 24, 40 hours. So clearly, this was in the works for a while. It was, you know, what it probably stems back to when Kyrie and KD asked for Steve Nash to be fired. I guarantee you, at that point, they had already started talking with Ime, Ime Adoka, and this was in the works, and. <clears throat> The Adoka situation is really interesting because for Celtics fans, you see him get suspended for the year and Joe Mazzola comes in. I think I pronounced his name right. And we're all thinking, hey, give him a year interim coach. Udoka will be back. They clearly like Udoka because we talked about this ourselves. If they didn't like Udoka, they would have just fired him. Like why suspend him for the year? Exactly. I think the Celtics had the intention 
of keeping Udoka long-term. Because, like, if not, you just fire him, correct? Mm-hmm. I don't think Udoka was cool with that situation, like you said. He was clearly disgruntled after that had happened, and he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, suspend me. I'll take my pay. And he just went looking around for a job. Um, it was too quiet. Uh, my bad. I mean, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it was just too quiet. You know, it takes two to tango, and we heard a lot from... Um, I can never remember the Celtics owner, um, but we heard a lot from Brad Stevens and the dude that owns the Celtics. I can't remember his name. We heard a lot from them. We did not hear a lot from Ime Udoka, which for me was just like, look, it like I said, it takes two to tango. You're going to suspend him. He's like, that's fine. Like, I think this situation didn't go to the NBA. They didn't get involved. They were like, oh, all right, cool. They had a, some type of in consensual relationship, right? in-house and then it turned into we're just going to suspend you for the year not fire you we're still going to pay you we're just going to have you sit out but you can kind of look over from afar and it's like all right man if you're not going to fire me then why are you sitting me out for the year what is that going to do besides hurt the team and it's like cool you don't want me i'm not coming back and they were like well, well i again speculation but I, I bet you they were probably thinking let's at least try to let the fire cool down and then we can re-talk about this at the end of the year. As soon as this Brooklyn thing happens, he's like, yo, I'm not coming back. I got, you can just send me out. I have, we have a truth teller segment after this. <laughs> and it's like essentially like little conspiracies. And um, I have one about the net situation as well. So keep your third eye open on that one. Do you think, so gotcha. like, I don't know Steve, like how to evaluate Steve Nash. I, I think Nets fans are generally happy that Steve Nash is gone. He, it wasn't working with them there. Like, I don't think, I don't think the players respected him at all. I I don't think they respected him. They, they asked for him to get fired. So they clearly didn't want him there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't evaluate him as if, is he a good coach or not? Because the situation was such a mess. Do you think that Udoka is going to fix this? Cause like I, for me, the nets is as a whole between Kyrie's lunacy, KD's general unhappiness of being there and, and Ben Simmons, I was higher on Ben Simmons coming to the season. I am going to have to admit, I'm not, I'm not going to fully put my feet in the water, but I, I might be wrong on Ben Simmons. Like I think he, he could be donezo. Um, but just this situation seems like such a mess. I don't know if having Udoka is going to solve anything. It's just too toxic in my opinion. Uh, you, you could be right. Um, but that's because of the Brooklyn Nets. They could fit. We said at the beginning of the year, it could, they could finish the first seed or they could finish the eighth seed. Um, just because of that, Dynamo Kyrie Irving, but Udoka is a player's coach. He played the game at a different level than Steve Nash did. People I don't disagree. respect Steve Nash. Oh, let me finish. Oh no, so no. I, in I, the, in, go ahead. I just I disagree with him being a player's coach. I think he's more of a discipline disciplinarian type. What I mean by that is the people the players respect him more. Okay, because of his stature coming from the dock operate. He was San Antonio, right? Yeah. So his operation was winning championships under Doc Rivers. A lot of people, and you mean Popovich? I mean, sorry, Popovich. I said Doc. My bad. I'm getting those mixed up because of what Doc did in Philly. That was going to be my wrap, my wrap the point. Um, because of what Steve, a lot of people, and we remember I, I joked about it, and I was like, Kyrie Irving doesn't respect Steve Nash because he thinks he stole Kobe's MVPs. Like people actually like think that kind of stuff, where it's like, who? Did, what did you do besides lead the NBA and assist? And unfortunately, like that's the superstar that KD is where he could not say he did it, but like he could look at him and be like, I want a championship without you. What are you going to tell me? Kyrie Irving could do the same thing. Yo, I want a championship without you. What are you going to tell me? Right. So like those type of things can hurt a Steve Nash, who's a first time coach. He's not like the, the dude that went out to Cleveland where they could just manipulate a mold. They had LeBron James to be able to do that. But like David Black, that was the name. Uh, he was out there and like God. it was just a sit-in. He was a fill-in, right? He was just the guy that was sitting in the coach's chair while LeBron ran the show. Steve Nash is a N- NBA MVP. He couldn't handle the, I guess, the personas or the presence of a Kyrie Irving and, the, and a Kevin Durant. And they didn't respect him because of that. So I think Udoka is respected more in the league so that they'll look at him and be like, yo, I got championships without you two. Listen to what I have to say compared to Steve Nash, who can't really have a leg to stand on. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Kyrie was on record saying that he doesn't feel like they need a coach, like him and KD could coach the <laughs> yeah. team. So, like, I don't know how much buy-in they have on anything. It's just it's just a weird situation. Uh, I Just like on, as far you as— You like, took him long-term, by the way. 
You took him long term. Did I? I did not. I took him. Yes, I took him for no. Did I? I cut took. Him I took Ben Simmons term? long. I took Ben Simmons long term. Then I might have cut Kyrie. You took him long term. You took him long term. No, no. I mean, pull back the tape. I probably. This is where we throw the challenge flag. And this okay. State Farm commercial. <laughs> I got you a next next podcast. I'll bring it back up, but I, just to put like a bow on Ooh, this, to, like just just to yeah. talk about like the basketball aspect. I've watched a couple Nets games. It's just a tough situation with Ben Simmons on the floor. Their spacing has huge issues with him and Claxton playing side by side. Um, Simmons obviously does not show any confidence at this point. He's played okay defensively, but not nowhere near what you'd expect. And then when he's been off the floor, they've been better. Like they just played the, the Pacers and they, they had like a 30 point lead at one point, but they coughed the whole thing up and it was a close game at the end. And I think the problem is I think that Kyrie and KD are, are selfish players in the way that they're not going to make people around them better. They're, they're just pure scores. And a lot of the time you see his, their teammates don't look happy. Like they give them the ball. And they're like, Oh, it's time for you to work. And just, Sit and watch. You you can't win sustainable. Bat- you you can't be sustainable if that's how you're gonna have a mentality. Is like feed Kyrie, feed Kyrie D, let them eat, and we'll just sit down, sit around and watch. You're not gonna win, especially in a deep East. And that's the only thing to put a bow in this that Udoka might bring to the table is the Celtics were god awful last year, halfway through the season with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing. I'm gonna eat strategy. And if you're a Celtics fan, you remember that second half of the year. They were way better at passing, way less selfish. If somehow Udoka can make Kyrie and KD more facilitators and involve the teammates, because their supporting cast isn't terrible, this could start clicking, but I still think it's just too toxic. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll end it with that one. I think Udoka has the ability to do that, and that was where my Doc Rivers point came in. Like, Philly is a lot more of a scarier team, even with the James Harden thing going on because of Doc Rivers. Like, you're still going to put them between, you know, Eastern Conference Finals or at least the the second round, and anything could happen when that happens because of Doc Rivers. And without Doc Rivers, everybody was saying they're they're a first-round exit every single single year, even with the same team with Joel Embiid. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll re- reconvene in the Nets in like a couple weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that we have some people watching now. Um, we're we're going to do back-to-back fun segments. This one coming up is going to be a brand new segment. I don't know how it's going to go. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of stuff built into this. Are we ready? I'm excited. Yes, sir. Big media won't tell you the full story, but we will. It's time to open your third eye and hear the truth. This is the Truth Tellers with Trudeau. That's right. They don't want you to know the truth in NBA and NFL, but I'm here to give you the facts. This tin hat is to protect my mind from the government so I can Mm. tell you the facts. Darian, a certain somebody sent out a certain tweet or Instagram post, I believe, on Friday morning. One Thomas Brady. Let me ask you this. Now, why is that? Why would Tom Brady, the most respected quarterback of all time, send out a tweet saying that he's getting divorced the day after an embarrassing loss. Why is that? Why is that that after months of speculation, he only sends out this tweet after three embarrassing losses where people are questioning, is he washed? Darian, I ask you, why is that? Brother, there ain't no truth tellers needed for that question. He's, he's, he's covering himself. Because he's a very question. He's a not so good quarterback. So if he could take a little bit of the eyes off of his quarterback play and kind of divert it to, hey man, I'm a divorced husband now. Like I no longer have Giselle, one of the richest women in the world. Like feel bad for me for not being married as opposed to being a bad quarterback. That's why I want to release this tweet. That's what I'm going with. I don't give a damn what you say. Awfully convenient. Some would say too convenient. That's the truth. Tom Brady, after months of speculation, 
let everyone know that he was divorced the day after an embarrassing loss so the media couldn't crush him. Because you know what? If you're crushing a guy who just got divorced, you're an asshole. You're the bad guy. Yeah. That's 4D chess, Tom Brady. Respect. I didn't come prepared with this, but I have another one for you. Oh, oh. Do yeah, I run I it back from the top? One. I, 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 like the, I like the intro. I'll run it back from the top. <laughs> Big media won't tell you the full story, but we will. It's time to open your third eye and hear the truth. This is the Truth Tellers with Trudeau. Darian? Yes, sir. Kyrie Irving, a man who loves his conspiracy theories. Kyrie, as we, as we talked about earlier, said some pretty messed up. Well, he didn't say anything messed up, but he, you know, he posted some stuff and it was in a controversy. And the fire just kept building and building and building in Brooklyn. So much so that people asked, could Kyrie Irving get suspended? Could Kyrie Irving get in trouble with the team? Could he get cut? Could What is going to happen with Kyrie Irving? This is madness. All of this fire has been burning for days on Kyrie Irving. But out of nowhere today, after months of speculation and angry comments by KD, Steve Nash gets fired. Why is that? Why would the Nets fire Steve Nash after a full offseason of KD saying, I want him gone? Why today of all days? Awfully convenient when the buzzards are flying around Brooklyn and trying to get Kyrie Irving, you throw him some fresh meat. And now what's the media talking about? The firing. And not only do the Nets hire a new coach already, but a coach with controversy of his own. Why is that? More fuel to the fire. Now everyone only wants to talk about the scandal with the Brooklyn Nets, firing their coach and hiring a guy that was suspended. It's crazy. But the fire over there fizzling. Kyrie Irving. Why would they do the press release today of all days? Why is that? Darian? Bro, you're crazy with this segment. <laughs> Yo, they did it to cover up. Come on, man. It's the same thing that we're talking about with Brady. Like, let's make it so that we don't have to talk about Kyrie Irving anymore. We're just going to fire the coach, even though we should have fired him at the beginning of the season instead of waiting two weeks into... No, is it two weeks? Yeah, two weeks into the season to fire him and then hire somebody that was suspended in Boston? Come on, man. You know they're just covering up for him. And that's the truth with the truth tellers. <laughs> Why is that? Why? Why is that? I can't believe you went on TV. And I hope everyone knows what I was doing there. <laughs> if you didn't watch Homeboy from Cleveland, um, I now I can't even remember his name. I, I'm terrible with names. Brian Windhorse. Thank you, Wendy. Yeah, Brian Windhorse. Now, why, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Uh, funny dude. My guy but said not absolutely people. nothing, but said everything at the same time. Kept everybody in suspense. Like, what, what are you talking about? Who do you know? Why <laughs> isn't you know? Why isn't Woj said anything about this? Why hasn't Sham said anything about this? Who have you been talking to? Kept everybody on edge for nothing to happen. You know, there are conspiracies around that itself about how Woj is the big dog at ESPN and he must eat first. So Wendy was kind of like dancing around the story because he knew Woj would attack. <laughs> Why is that? All right, let's get into another segment that we love to do every week. Did you truth tellers, yay or nay? Sure. Are we doing that again? Uh, I like it. Uh, too I many. Didn't do a little bit more about it. You know, two might be too much. But, okay. You know, we'll let the crowd decide on that. We'll we'll throw it out there. Throw it on Twitter. Okay. Anybody, It'll be an occasional, like occasional, occasional it's segment. Not gonna be every week. No, I'm not that kooky. And by the way, for those listening to podcast, I was wearing a tinfoil hat on my head. <laughs> All right, let's get into the fun one. Is there Prepare yourselves for the greatest and most unique segment in podcast history. Let's rank some stuff with D. It's time for Frizz's Five. 
And it's that time of week again. We rank some stuff with D. It is Frizz's five. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, you gonna play it? What you doing? You not gonna play it? What am I supposed to play? You know what I was talking about. You ain't gonna play him. I don't. I forgot right, that. I forgot that. You want me you to do had, it for you? You had you had the MJ music, but you didn't play it for no damn reason. You want the time. five time? Five? Are you looking for Booker T? Nah, we were supposed to play MJ, bro. What you talking about? Oh, I mean, yeah, I wanted it. All right, we're keeping it right. spooky. It's right. Halloween. Yeah, too long, too long, too long. Let's get back to this Frizz's five for you. No honorable mention going for this. Well, the top five. Ooh. Explain to the audience what we're ranking. That's what I was just about to say. Okay, the okay. top five Halloween candies. And as we do this every single week, remember, guys, I just want you to make sure whenever you tune in on the podcast, or on Twitch, whichever is easier for you. It's not your top five. It's my top five. Number five. Again, no honorable mention. What I'm going with is cotton candy, sweet low. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. Mm. Mm. Yo, the chocolatey goodness of a Tootsie Roll and how fun it is just to be like, yo, let me go ahead and untwist this real quick. Let me bring it back to my... No, I'm joking. I don't do that. But I'm just saying, as you untwist in the Tootsie Roll, pull out the peanut, excuse me, the chocolate of goodness, it usually gets stuck like right here. So like you can't eat too many of them at once. I don't have really a sweet tooth, but I do like some Tootsie Rolls. So number five, I'm going with the chocolate of goodness, that old fashioned, old school Tootsie Roll. Yes, there is no candy better that gets stuck in your teeth for several days after and you cannot get it out. That sounds like a great experience. You got the taste for days, baby. Number four. I'm going with some Skittles. Bruh. Is your you teeth, little, is your teeth. Packages is usually like five in there, right? You just get the little pack and you just let me get another one. Let me get one more. Throw them in there. You get them little Skittles, bro. You either got the red, green, blue. Oh, my dog said he didn't even realize it scared the crap out of me. But you get any of those colors, man, it's just some sweet goodness, man. You need that actual candy sweetness in there. Skittles is that candy, baby. What you got to say about that? You are two for two. You're shooting, you're perfect right now on candies that get stuck in your teeth for days. That, that's an important really feature of candy. candy. All that much, but when I do, I want to make sure that that taste is there for a couple days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Number three, it's the Hershey's Kiss, baby. And I'm not talking about the Hershey's bar. That's just too much chocolate. Just give me the little silver wrapping with the little the little paper felt at the top. The one that goes, dude, I mean, what's it? The Christmas Christmas commercial yep. where they're doing the jingle bells. That one right there. Just give me like 30 of them, right? Because I could just sit there, get all the glutton, get all the fatness, all 35 years old of me, you know, no longer an athlete and just chill. Just chill and get all the Hershey's kids. Another chocolatey goodness that gets stuck all up in your teeth. So yes, I do like it. What you got to say about that? It's okay. I don't know if it's top five no, worthy, it's but it's fine. Again, it ain't Joe's, it's mine. And still, number two. It was number one for a very long time. I know I'm going to turn some heads and probably piss off people with this one. Number two. Reese's peanut butter cups. It was number one for a very long time. You know, I love the chocolate and peanut butter mix. They're always good, whether it's frozen, whether it's just regular style. Like you can grab them from the pantry, you can grab them from the refrigerator. Anytime I'm at the store, you definitely grab a couple. You know what I'm saying? So when you get, you know, either the double for Halloween or even just the single cups and you just grab a couple of them, it's great. You know, eat it real quick, move on with your next one, come back an hour later, grab another one. Now, question Do you do the probe move and you put them in the freezer and get them a little crunchy? I have, right? That's why I said whether they're frozen or oh, my bad. room temperature, they're both good. Uh, yeah, so the, I would say both of them. Reese's definitely top two. I think you can go one or two. I'm happy with that one. It's the first reasonable one on this godforsaken five list. Mm-hmm. Number one, and I don't give a damn if you don't like it, but please give me my drum roll. It always will be Starburst, baby. I don't care what anybody says. 
Just like when we talked about Gatorade, and I don't give a damn if you guys don't agree with mine. When you get two pink Starbursts, there's always the two-pack. I don't need the 10, you know, don't need that for Halloween. But when you get two pink packages and a little Starburst, oh, it's incredible. And even better, when you get pink and orange, ooh, baby, I'm telling you, I could eat. I could go in on some Starburst for a very long time. It's probably the only candy that I will literally stop by if it's on the counter. So let me get that real quick. You starburst and move on with my day. I can't eat too many Reese's. I can't eat too many chocolate, you know, too much chocolate. But Starburst, that is my, that is probably my problem candy. If the, if you serve it at your crib on Halloween, let me know so I can take it or at least have Peyton grab it and then just let her know that it's toxic, it's poisonous, she can't eat it. So then I can just have all of it. What's up with the hate for like bar candies? Because you have zero bar type of candies in your top None. five. Because I didn't grow up eating the Milky Way, the Butterfinger. I didn't grow up eating oh the Nestle Crunch. Dude. None of that. Well, 100 grand? No, nah, I'm good. All those type of bars, no thank you. They, they always make a mess. Like, just like, what is it? Nutri-Grain Valley Bars. Like, Bro, you're talking. You, you can't compare a granola bar to a Twix. Like, there's no, there's night if and you day. Take a, yes. How are you, you eating the. <laughs> How are you eating your candy bars oh. if you're making a mess everywhere? That's a you thing, man. I think you were the only person in America who eats a Twix and just covered in in just trash afterwards. Hey, man, you take a bite of like a hundred grand or like you know even a Milky Way, and like you got to worry about like the syrup dropping, and it's like, dog, I don't want to, I don't need to take a second bite that quick. I'm trying to relax. It's Halloween. Like I got to get to the next house. Like let me take a bite. Let me chill. Or if I take a bite of a Butterfingers, that's 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 the Butterfingers. It's yeah, bro, like just unwrapping the Butterfingers. Like you got to worry about that shit exploding all over. Oh, I'm good, man. Just let me get the Starburst. You know, quick peel, pop one, pop two, eat them shits like Skittles. I'm good. It's an interesting list. I, I'm curious to see. I'm put this one online afterwards, probably on Wednesday or something, mm-hmm. and see what the people think. I feel like you're getting a lot of, a lot of pushback probably in the list. But hey, it's your, it's your top five, Damn, not their top Joe's. five. Exactly, bro. That's not Joe's. I feel like I, I, I'm going to respect the top five. It's your five. I feel disappointed leaving that list. I'm going to slowly, sadly go away to my our last segment. So, like, where I think we got lucky, right? Because we usually record on Monday. Wow. And then, yeah. so obviously Halloween's Monday. We record on Tuesday, and just shit was popping today. We had the trade line for NFL. We had the Nets news. Uh, all sorts of other things happening. But in particular, we wanted to finish the show by going over some NFL trade deadline stuff. Um, I did not follow it as much as you did, Darian, admittedly. So I will kind of let you go where you want to go with this. Um, Like, which one stuck out to you the most? Biggest one is Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. Um, And not so much for just that trade. Granted, you know, Miami's defense, they're they're a really good defense. We know that they got a stud in the secondary. Um, Xavier Howard. Really good defensive back. Um, you don't really know too many play- players on their linebacking core, but Bradley Chubb causes causes problems, right? Uh, we know that he can get to the pa- he can perform the pass rush really well, and he get to the quarterback. And it's not so much the the trade, like the actual trade of Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins that like caught my eye. It's what they did two years ago, right? And when we saw the Dolphins, like we we gave Brian Flores all this credit, um, we gave him praise for flipping the number two pick for three picks right down the road and people yep. like you could have had Trey Lance like you 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 keeping two what you could have had Trey Lance well lo and behold Trey Lance hasn't played five games in San Francisco what did Miami get out of this in 2021 they drafted Jalen Waddle right in 2022 they traded that pick for Tyreek Hill in 2023 the 23 pick that they got from San Francisco they got Bradley Chubb I will take three perennial pro bowlers, superstars over Trey Lance. So I'm not going to say that they completely won that deal, but my God, did they make out like bandits flipping it the way that they did. Is they that- got themselves a good little team up in the Northeast. I mean, the any, any AFC South, AFC East. Sorry. <laughs> Complete opposite side of the country. Um, the Southeast, but yeah, <laughs> it, do we've been going for like 15 minutes now? New England. You know what it is? It's that conspiracy theory talk. It's like getting to your head. You didn't, <laughs> you needed to have one of these to protect you. Um, that was the tin yeah. hat again, but do you feel like that this makes changes your opinion of the dolphins? Cause obviously they're still with the jets. They're still with the bills. Um, and the dolphins added a, a running back as well today. Um, was it Wilson? The kid from, yeah, Jeff Wilson from San Francisco. So, like, does this change your opinion of the Dolphins going forward? Could they 
do anything outside of being a wild card team? Could they potentially win that division or or probably not because the Bills are just that good? I'm not gonna say yeah, I'm not gonna say that winning the division. I know you said that the Jets could win the division. We said that. I take that back. I take that back. That was before Brees Hall went down though. Um, but what I will say is that they're proving that they, they want to compete. They want to contend. This isn't just a throwaway year. Granted, they brought in Tyreek Hill. So like that was option number one to know that this wasn't a throwaway year, but they're putting all their chips in the middle of the table with Tua right now. They're saying, look, we got a rookie quarterback. Let's go out. Let's get playmakers. Let's try to do something special. We saw it work in LA. You know, they did the exact same formula. They brought in OBJ, Tyreek Hill. They brought in, um, uh, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. So I'm not saying that it's like the exact thing that's going to win them the Super Bowl, but they're doing the things that could potentially set them up while they have a cheap contract in Tua. So like, I, I like what they're doing right now. Yeah, and I thought another interesting part of that trade was like the other side of it, right? Because Broncos country, let's ride. It don't seem like they're riding anymore, right? Because like if they're trading away Bradley Chubb, they're clearly sellers, right? They are kind of punting on the season at this point. Yeah, for my uh, for my fellow watcher, Tahi Streams, I hope he's in here. Shout oh, out, Ty. I love. Yeah, um, what I will say is them getting – If I think they're still going to try to compete. If they would have gotten rid of Jerry Judy, that would have been it right there because that, way, that means they're getting rid of an offensive weapon and they're just pulling the plug on the season. With him still there because he was on the – not really the block, but, you know, list of people that you should look out for that will be traded – him not moving means that they're not ready to punt on the season. They're just going to do their best to continue winning. Uh, they did get a big win over the past, you know, over the weekend. But let's let's see where that lands down because, you know, preacher Russ couldn't prevent himself from saying Broncos country again after after. Uh, I like it now. I'm digging. I'm digging. The, I'm digging it. Broncos country. Let's ride. Because I think at this point, at this point, he knows that people are clowning him, and he's he's purposely just going to do it every time, just being like, you know what. A few. I'm gonna do it anyways. I dig it. I'm back. I got on no team problem Russ. if that's yeah. If Danger Russ is gonna be like that, I'm all for it. Just do me a favor. Sit the hell down on a 13 hour flight to London. I don't need this motherfucker doing high knees down the aisle while I'm trying to nap or watch film. We don't need to touch on that subject, but I'm just saying, like, just sit down, shut up, bro. I'm trying to read or sleep. Would you prefer? Would you prefer a grown man doing high knees for four hours or? Or would you prefer a baby crying during that flight? Baby. Really? Because the baby's not necessary. Yeah. I can tune out and try to fall asleep because it's happened hundreds of times if a baby's just crying. But you can feel someone fucking working out on a plane. You can feel it when people walk by you to go to the bathroom or bring the cart down the aisle to, hey, do you want some snacks? This motherfucker running down the aisle doing up down. I mean, not up downs, high knees. Come on, Russ. Come on. I just hope he leans into it. Before the plane leaves and when it lands. What's that? I hope he leans into it and just keeps doing ridiculous shit the rest of the season and being like, you know what? He already has. He's done it his entire career. He's a weird guy. Yeah, and then I would question if if he's actually doing it on purpose or just being Russ. All right. The one trade I was actually interested in, and I'm a little Mm -hmm. curious about the move. I know the Ravens, Achilles heel. I mean, they've had a couple problems, but one of them has been the defense. Um, they added Roquan Smith, who's awesome from the Bears. They didn't give up much to get him. I think it was like a second and a fifth. Um, but what I found interesting was the real killer for this defense is the secondary. They're giving up a ton of passing yards, and it's obviously showing they're having big leads in a lot of these games, and they're blowing blowing them because uh, their secondary is a mess. I'm just surprised. I know Roquan has played middle linebacker or linebacker for the Bears. I would have thought that the Ravens would have targeted someone in the secondary, like a DB versus adding a linebacker. I know he helps, but I thought that was a kind of a weird move. DBs right now, if they're disgruntled, they'd be talking because of the trade deadline. And you haven't really heard much uh, about like any good defensive backs that are on the market. So you're not going to find anything that's out there. You can't force the trade. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, With Roquan, we knew that he didn't want to be in Chicago. So him getting out of there, it just... It helps the defense. Granted, it's not going to help the actual secondary perform better, but it will create pressure because he's he's like that split guy where he can go right up the middle, but he can also sit back and cover. He's a really good coverage linebacker. Um, so I'm not saying that like it's going to help them directly, but it could indirectly help the defense uh, defensive-wise because like you can send them right up the middle as opposed to off the edge. And when yeah. you can't, as quarterback, that's the that's the hardest spot you know to, to cover is, is pressure up the middle. 
Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And like, I know people were complaining, like, "Hey, let's get let's get uh, Lamar some receivers," because obviously that receiving core has been uh, the point of criticism for most of the season. But it's honestly so bad right now that adding one one piece probably isn't going to change it exactly. So I I like their focus on defense. I just would have preferred DB, but I think you make a good point. Like DBs are dime a dime a dozen. I think that means they're rare, right? Dime a dozen, or does that mean they're yes. Okay. Uh, you can replace them. I think it's a dime okay. A dozen. They're not a dime a dozen. Like having a good DB in the NFL is super important right now. Really and I hard. don't think tanking teams are just going to throw them away unless they're disgruntled, like you said. So I get, I get the move to improve the defense. I just don't know how much better that it, it improves their weaknesses. Were there any? I know we're running close on time. Um, just last one, really quick. Is there, is there anything else that like stuck out to you? Um, as far as the deadline goes, I mean a couple. Good ones that like will help teams eventually when you think about the future. Uh, I like the Ray to Jacksonville trade. Um, I think they got they gave up like a fifth and a fourth, which can flip to a three and a four. Um, nothing too crazy because if you're expecting Trevor Lawrence to take that extra leap in year three, having an ex- ex- extraordinary route runner, a number one, um, helps. And Calvin Ridley is a number one. Like we saw it last year when Julio was down, um, when he was in Atlanta uh, two years ago. No, it was last year. Yeah. Um, when Julio wasn't there because Julio went to Tennessee, that's what it was, and he was able to step up. So, like, he can run the entire route tree. We know that he's a good burner on the outside to create space. You're giving more weapons to somebody that's on their rookie contract, not saying that they're going to compete in the AFC to be, like, an AFC championship contender. But Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. If you surround him with more weapons, it's going to help them out down the road. Um, And then secondly, I even reached out to, you know, big shouts to Big Tex from um, Seekonk, and he is a giant Chicago Bears fan. Uh, he likes to chase Claypool to Chicago trade. Uh, I like it because I think, he, I mean, you can check it out on Twitter too. Like I even mentioned to him last week, uh, earlier th- this week, uh, I said that if Chicago's going to build around Justin, he needs something. He needs what he needs weapons. And they went out and got it. Not saying that he's going to be like the problem solver, but like Chase can be a one. Um, he's kind of like that one B one C style. He's not quite a second player and he's not a number one but Justin doesn't have it. So like he will be, he'll be forced into that role. And now you can have Mooney be the, the, I guess, lane spreader. And you can use the physical body across the middle for chase, for chase. I just don't like how he gets hurt as quickly as he does. He takes Mm -hmm. a lot of big shots for a big body receiver. Yeah. I mean, I don't like chase to the bears as a singular. I think that's more of a move where like, you still need to get a a absolute stud number one receiver to make that legitimate offense. And at least they're a piece away now versus three pieces away. So it makes sense as far as the future because they're obviously not going nowhere this year. I think that's kind of like a similar move to as... Um, oh, no, you did cover that one. You did cover it really, really to the Jags just now. Um, yeah, and just last thing, last bow on this. Like I, I was surprised that the guys that didn't move because like Hunt's been disgruntled all year. Um, the Texans have been the Texans and Cooks is, has, was on the market. And nothing came of either of those. I was kind of surprised, but I mean, I, apparently the asking price was too high. Yeah, I, I said the same thing earlier about um, Jerry Judy. Like Judy wants to be by himself. I, I don't know if he's like sick of having Cortland on one end, and then um, I know they had a, another wide receiver on the other side. I can't remember his name. I'm not a Broncos fan, but they have like three or four really good wide receivers, and he's just in the mix. So, like, that name was thrown out there, which is why I was saying if they did get rid of him, that's the punt on the season. But they didn't, so they kept him. So, yeah, some some names that didn't move that I was expecting to, just based off of what's happened in the last three to four weeks, um, you would have expected Kareem Hunt to get traded after the game that he had last night. Like, he played really well, uh, but he didn't. Like, you know, that was, that, was his, that was when his value was at its highest. But I think people – I think they were asking for, like, a second rounder, which people aren't going to give up a second rounder for a running back, no matter – what age you are. We've all seen how that's turned out for someone like Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. It was a fun deadline. I'm, I'm glad the NFL deadline is a little more exciting because, you know, 10 years ago, no one moved and it's kind of more like the NBA deadline at this point. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it was fun to talk about uh, D I had a fun time today. Like I like this format a little better where it's not like, Hey, let's talk about this game with this game, this game. Like we kind of like sat down and, and like sunk into topics, which was fun. I hope y'all listening enjoyed, um, hanging out with us today. I know, you know, we had a really good listening uh, viewership today on the live and hopefully on the podcast as well. Um, just quick, uh, quick ask if you're watching live or have been watching live, check out the podcast, Frizz and the Grizz, you know, Apple, Spotify, all that place. Follow that. You can obviously, if you miss us live, you can catch us there. 
the next day. Um, D, I'm going to let you get us out of here, but first I'd ask you, do you want to get out on the regular theme or are we going back to the Rocky? Go with Rocky, bro. It's, it's just we're, we're dressed yeah. up for it. Um, what I will say, just as we're heading out for it, everybody, peace, love, hair grease, as we typically do. Big shouts to those that that spoke for the first time. Uh, Reese Defiler, I appreciate you getting in here. And Q Rabe, anytime that you guys comment, like, or subscribe, like it's fully appreciated. It goes a very long way. So y'all listen to this Rocky on the way out. Apollo Creed always getting his jabs and hooks in. Creed 3 coming out. I believe it's going to be next month. So make sure y'all watch that because we throwing hooks, jabs, and motherfucking uppercuts, baby. Yo, Adrian. I did it. <laughs> <laughs>